Good morning. Uh, praise the Lord. Uh, today we have Elder Thomas New uh, among us to preach to us. And Elder Tang. Good morning, everyone. Good morning online, the, the ones who are in, uh, in the Zoom. Yeah, you know, nowadays uh, we have uh, two group of people. The one group is here and the other group is online. Um, both of them are uh, wonderful. All right. Um, thank you for giving me opportunity to be here to uh, worship with you today, especially, you know, at, at the, almost the end of this summer. This is a very special time. And I really uh, appreciate that. Yeah. Um, as, uh, as I say here, uh, this is almost the end of the summer. As you can see the picture here, um, <laughs> the, the, the one in my hand is a uh, huge Chinese um, uh, zucchini. Uh, in Chinese, it's called si gua. Uh, this is the first time in my life I ever uh, uh, grow something uh, which actually uh, uh, reap a, a, a produce. And I was so extremely excited. And uh, uh, that was the picture. And uh, matter of fact, it's, this is from the little black seed. And then we'll be able to grow like this uh, beautiful, wonderful produce. And this is amazing uh, to me. Um, matter of fact is, uh, because the end of the uh, end of the summer, uh, and um, a lot of things are happening, and people are on vacation as well, uh, so um, may Lord be with them. Those people on the on the road as well. Uh, okay, so let's turn on the um, turn uh, turn to the uh, Bible. Uh, if you have a Bible with you, please um, uh, open up your Bible. Uh, the verses is in the first Peter. Okay. All right, so the scripture is in the first Peter and chapter one. All right, so we like to read the two sections. The first one is the th uh, from the verse three to verse five, and then uh, we're gonna do the second um, part, um, the chapter one, verses 23 to 25. All right, so if you have a Bible and uh, you can um, read together with me. First Peter chapter 1, verse 3 to 5. Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to his great mercy, and has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading kept in heaven for you, who by God's power are being guarded through faith for salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. Uh, the second part, uh, if we may, um, sorry, so maybe this is controlled by me. <laughs> uh, the next, uh, um, all right, so this is the one uh, we did. All right, and the second one, for some reason, this is not responding well. Okay, uh, the second part, let's read this together. Since you have been born again, not of a perishable seed, but of an imperishable, through the living and abiding word of God, for all flesh is like grass, 
and all its glory like a flower of a grass. The grass withers, and the flower falls, but the word of the Lord remains forever. Let's have a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, you are awesome God. This morning, we as your children gather together to worship you, to praise you, because you are the one who has done amazing things by giving your son Jesus for our sins. And through this amazing grace, we can have Savior Jesus and the salvation from him and the eternal life to look upon. Thank you, Lord. Here we prayed for your messages this morning. Please clear our mind and prepare our heart so your words can reach inside of us so that we can be a good testimony for you and share your gospel with the people around us. May all the glory be unto you. We pray all this in the wonderful name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Uh, 2019, let me see. Okay. 2019, almost the um, end of the August. Uh, that was before the pandemic, of course. Yeah. Um, and this is a very um, you know, fine picture, as you can see. A group of the brothers and sisters in our church, uh, we, um, we did this uh, holy land trip. And this is a fantastic, uh, very exciting uh, trip, uh, especially for me. And this is a really like a life journey experience. Uh, we did see a lot of the uh, places. We did see a lot of the things. Uh, we, um, because in the, in the uh, Bible, we did read a lot of things. We did read a lot of story, and we did read a lot of the places as well. But, you know, when you see that in your eyes, that's a total different experience. Uh, as, as I remember in the Job's, uh, they say, uh, I have heard about you. Now I have seen you in my own eyes. So that was a very uh, special experience for me. Well, the reason I'm introducing this because uh, we have um, visit one of the very special place. As you can see, this very uh, spectacular place, it's very, very high in, the, in this uh, kind of a desert area. You don't see anything green. Do you see that? A matter of fact is because I cannot magnify this, but you can see there is a there is a, some built up things, which is a fortress, you know, and and this is the very solid and well prepared uh, and and built uh, fortress, and and this fortress actually is very famous in terms of the uh, history of their Israel. So what's the name of this place? This na name of the place is Masada. So Masada is one part of their national park in Israel. And um, the story about this is very, um, um, very special. Uh, because um, the particular 
this fortress was built by the uh, King Harold. That was uh, uh, back BC, you know, um, like 35. Uh, and the, the reason he built this one in this high mountain desolate, area, you know, uh, desert area, because he was uh, preparing for his own, um, own sake. He has a lot of enemies. He is afraid someday he will be attacked so he can hide on this top and, and to be uh, able to defend uh, you know, from the enemies and protect himself. No matter how. So this is the, one of the fortresses. Um, unfortunately, um, in the uh, AD, um, um, AD 73, uh, this particular group of uh, uh, Jewish people uh, were um, very much conquered and defeated by the Romans' uh, military um, troops. Um, and um, the, the, the group was um, camping there and fighting to the last man. Um, so uh, when they are um, conquered in the last you know, uh, minute, uh, they found almost 1,000 people uh, commit mass suicide there. So that becomes their uh, very much uh, kind of sad story, but they become like a, their um, spirit of their military things in the Israel. Yeah. Um, so this is the sort of the background about this particular place. As you can see, this is a very, very um, a tall, you know, and a very high um, ground. Uh, you have to take this um, particular way to, to go up there. Um, so this is a, a very special things here. Well, the reason I'm talking about this is because there is a special things. And this things is regarding a seed. So in terms of the um, 1960, you know, there are a group of archaeologists. They found a few seeds um, and the, from this, um, the place, Masada. And those seeds are dated back to 2,000 years ago. Wow, 2,000 years ago, the seeds, you know, like the seed I was planting for my, you know, Chinese zucchini. <laughs> um, and, and those seeds, you can imagine, must be, you know, dead, right? Or maybe become like a fossil, right? But amazingly, in the 2008, there's a big news in all the newspapers. So the, this particular uh, group of the scientists was able to uh, plant this seed, which is a 2,000 years old seed. And then the seed was successfully germinated and it sprout. And then basically, you know, you will be able to see the life uh, again. So this is the really amazing things you know, uh, to really, um, uh, to, to be really a shock to a lot of people, right? Um, that, that's why I say this is amazing story here. Um, and a matter of fact, is this, is, this is date, the palm tree, it's, it's a beautifully, you know, established and you can see there. And, and this is life. And that seed was from 2000 years ago. Well, <laughs> Uh, amazing stories, right? But Jesus was also announcing, announcing the um, amazing uh, things back in the 2,000 uh, years ago. 
If we read the book of John, uh, the chapter three, uh, we might remember that. And that basically is recording uh, a, um, a person who came to Jesus. So say there was a man of the Pharisees. As you know, the Pharisees is really, you know, um, dislike the Jesus, right? Uh, so they have a very much the um, kind of a um, pressure uh, to oppress the one another. So they dare not to uh, see Jesus in the daytime or in the public. And this person uh, came to Jesus in the night. And of course, his name is Nicodemus. So this man came to Jesus and then basically asking the Jesus because he saw a lot of the things amazing things Jesus have, has, has done. So um, he was uh, asking Jesus, say, hey, Rabbi, we know that you're a teacher come from God. For no one can do this signs that you do unless God is with you. And, and matter of fact is the reason he, are, he is he's approaching to Jesus because he wants to know more about what? About the truth of God. And this is a good man. And he's willing to take the risk and want to search for the truth. And he know Jesus has something very unusual and which is what he wants to know. Well, the Jesus answered him, you know, truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Well, the two things. The first one is born again. The second one is the kingdom of the God. So Nicodemus would be uh, probably a uh, some age person, you know. And then he said to uh, Jesus, say, hey, how can a man be born with, uh, when, when he's old? Well, maybe like me, right? Uh, can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Right. Of course, he asked questions from the flesh. And the Jesus answered, Well, truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Well, notice this. The first time Jesus told him is, cannot see the kingdom of God. Now he basically changed this. He said, cannot enter the kingdom of God. So basically here, there is something very particular, very special, and that's born again. So, and then here is uh, 366. He said, that which is born of the flesh is a flesh, but that which is born of the spirit is a spirit. All right, so uh, finally he basically said, you must be born again. So that is the amazing announcement, basically. I believe it's not only to the Nicodemus, it's to the whole human mankind. Yeah, because how do we do that? How, how is this possible? Well, matter of fact is when you see that the date palm tree, and they tell, tell you this seed was coming from 2,000 years from the desert. How could that be? Well, the first question to me is, how could that be? Right. But here is amazing things. 
you must be born again. In the first Peter, basically telling us, you have been born again. Thank God we are the Christians. We are the follower of Jesus. We have been baptized and we are born again. Not of a perishable seed, but of imperishable. Through where? Through how? Through what? Through the living and abiding word of God. So this is basically giving us a starting point to think about it, about this, um, about this born again messages here. And then basically also give us very clear pictures about a living hope. So because, you know, the dead seed cannot grow. And the, only the living seed can grow. And this is the things basically giving you a living hope. Say, he saved us not because of the work done by us in righteousness, but according to his own mercy by the washing of regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit. So it basically is renewal of the Holy Spirit, regeneration of the Holy Spirit. And this is what we call the reborn again. And basically, here is the mercy and grace of the Jesus. He poured out on us richly through himself. And that is our Jesus Christ. And then, of course, you say, okay, born again. Well, basically, we can have a um, kind of summary, summary here. According to God's grace, so we will be able to become born again. And through his resurrection, we can die with him and live with him again. And through the face of us, of every single one of us here, without the face, nothing can be accomplished. Even the free gift to give to you, if you don't accept it, you don't get it. Through the living word of God. And this Bible here is the living word of God and which will give us the guidance for our life. So, what we get then? Well, you get a inheritance in heaven. That's inheritance. That's a rich inheritance. And the living hope for your current life, for our current life, or our earthly life. And the salvation to the end. And that was the perfect, perfect things given to us. And this is a so-called imperishable seed. Speaking of that one, we have to think about this, kind of contemplate this phrase here. All flesh is like grass, and all its glory like a flower of grass. And the grass withers, and the flowers falls. But the word of the Lord remains forever. As you can see, the red one, the red font, I purposely put it red because all flesh is like grass. No exception. You and me, no matter young or old, we are all flashes. We are just like grass. Guess what? The grass withers. The grass withers. So in, in the palm, um, in the psalm, I'm sorry, in the psalm 103, as for men, his days are like grass, he flourishes like a flower of the field, for the wind passes over it, and it is gone. That's it. That's basically very short. 
in the James book of James say, for the sun rises with its scorching heat and withers the grass. So when you see these things here, you kind of are wondering what this message is really um, telling us. Well, think, uh, think about this particular message. It reminds me uh, one of the testimony from a sister um, from Taiwan. This sister, you know, um, was a non-believer to begin with. And then because of the gospel, because the God's Holy Spirit touched her, and then, um, and then she becomes um, a follower of Jesus and baptized and becomes the... Um, becomes a believer. And she is very fervently praying for her dad. And who is her dad? Well, her dad is not a normal guy. Her dad is a commanding, commanding general. And this guy has been through the battles, hundreds of battles. And it's a very famous general. So this this particular man um, and, and, uh, and his daughter was praying for him and also trying very hard to um, tell him and to ask him to come to the church. No. So his, her father always replies, no, that's not for me. That's not for me. You know, I have seen this so many and I have seen death and life so many, so I have my own philosophy. It's very difficult. So this sister has, you know, um, very um, kind of a, a hard work to do. Uh, so continuously uh, praying and, and um, you know, hope God can, um, can do some miraculous things uh, to change um, her daddy's heart. Well, and the, the uh, opportunity comes. And one day, the daughter um, was, uh, was dining, was, was eating with the with, uh, with father. By the way, she's the single child of the family. So, and she was saying, Daddy, uh, you know my birthday is coming up? And then uh, the father said, oh, I know. <laughs> and I say, can I ask you something? And the, the father say, of course. What do you want? I get it for you. Um, you know, whatever you ask, I, I, will, I would, uh, you know, uh, I, will, I will be okay, right? And then the daughter say, um, are you sure you just say that? Uh, whatever I ask, you'll be able to do it? Yeah, sure, why not? You're my daughter, my only daughter, my precious daughter, you know? So your birthday is wonderful. It's, it's the most important thing. Yeah, go ahead. So what do you want? And she was saying, mm, I want you to come with me Sunday um, to the church. What? What kind of gift is this? <laughs> I said, mm, well, this is all I want. And this is the best gift you could give to me. And um, you, you just mentioned that. You say that. Uh, you're you're going to do uh, whatever I ask. And, uh, and, uh, and, you know, there's no regret. Yeah. 
and, and the Chinese uh, has an old saying, you know, uh, um, in other words, a, a, a word of the gentleman, uh, even the four horses cannot chase back. So in other words, word is word. You know, when you say it, that's it, final deal, done. All right, so this, this convening channel is kind of a, a embarrassed here and then say, all right, well, let, let's think about it. Okay, let's put it, just, just try to push it away, you know. Um, but days come and then here is the Sunday and, uh, and daughter, you know, uh, prepare everything and then tell uh, her um, father said, daddy, car is ready, shall we go? <laughs> and, and this father, uh, has a kind of a, a hundred kind of a, a reluctant reasons, but, but anyway, he went with her daughter. So this sister was driving in the car and then with um, prayer say, Oh Lord, this is once in a lifetime. You know, my father never ever would do this again. So this is the only time, only chance, please send some powerful messages, send someone who can touch him, send someone can say something to just transform him so he will be able to believe in Jesus and becomes, you know, um, becomes the follower of Jesus and, and, and receive this salvation for his life. Well, <laughs> they arrived at the church. When they step in the church and, they, and, and uh, and uh, this sister found out, oh, the speaker um, of today is not the pastor. The pastor is not in today. The pastor is on vacation or on the business tree or whatever. So who, who is the speaker? She was uh, so uh, concerned because hey, this is the only chance, right? Uh, so, so she was uh, so, uh, so concerned. Uh, and then finally say, oh, this is the outside speaker we invited from somewhere. Uh, nobody heard of this person. All right, anyway, so you settle down and you sit and then you, you know, start worship and then everything. Here it comes, and this uh, kind of a old gentleman, and he coming up. And then, so what he, what he is trying to preach then? Oh, the preach of the scripture was from the Genesis chapter 5. Well, if you are, <laughs> if you are familiar with the Bible, and, and take, take, take a look at the uh, uh, Genesis the chapter 5. And what is this? The chapter 5 was the book of a generation of Adams. The book of generation of Adams. So practically, this is like a recording of family history. Right? Oh, sorry. Okay. I don't know whether you can read this. The font is very tiny. All right. So in this chapter 5 here, um, there are a few verses here. So here is verses of five. Thus all the days that Adam lived were 930 years and he died. Uh, number eight. Thus all the days of the Seth were 912 years and he died. And verse 11. Thus all the days of Enosh were 905 years and he died. Thus all the days of Canaan were 910 years and he died. That's all the days of Malachaleo. Um, Malala, um, sorry, 
Mahalalel, Mahalalel, were 895 years and he died. That's all the days of Jared uh, were 962 years and he died. And all the days of Methuselah uh, uh, were 969 years and he died. That's all the days of Lamech, 777 years and he died. Oh my goodness. All this here is the verses he was a preaching. Oh, this sister was almost crying because how can my daddy understand this? And this is all the things that are so um, mechanical and, and hard to see how the Holy Spirit would come out of this to touch my, my father. And my father is a very stubborn guy. Uh, so she was uh, kind of, uh, you know, uh, very disappointed and worried. Anyway, finished the sermon and everything, the worship, and then they social a little bit, and then they are on the way home. So she was, uh, she was on the way home, and then um, and, um, they did not say a word. But suddenly, on the way, on the way home, um, I heard her father asking her, um, when, when is the next uh, the service time? Um, say, next Sunday, of course. Um, I will come with you again. And then the sister was almost jumping out and say, Really, Daddy? You just say that? You're coming with me to the church again? Yeah, yes. And then silent. So the sister continued, you know, moving, I mean, uh, driving. Uh, and then finally she said, Wow, oh, I got I to ask him, well, Why? Daddy, can, you, can, can I ask you something? Why why you change your mind? Well, this convenient general say, well, um, what this uh, gentleman was uh, preaching, I really don't understand. All the terms, all the names are totally strange to me. I have no clue. I have no idea. And I don't understand either. But I hear something. I heard something. I heard and he died. All these guys, in the end, they died. Oh, then I was asking myself, if chapter 5 was saying they died, what is chapter 6 going to talk about it? So I like to see, I like to hear, after he died, what's going to happen? After died, what's gonna happen, right? Uh, after death, so what's gonna happen? So, so basically, he was uh, he was uh, asking and poking this, and this is very interesting. Um, and and basically, the sister was able to uh, open the door for her father uh, to be able to uh, approach this gospel here. Of course, you know, people died. You know. We all, we all human. We all have, you know, um, expectancy, and we will died in the end. Well, sounds like a very um, pessimistic. Sounds like very discouraging. But as a Christians, if you read the Romans chapter six, you know, 
Allow me to read this to you. Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in the newness of life. For if we have been united with him in death like this, we shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. We know that our old self was crucified with him in order that the body of the sin might be brought to nothing, so that we would no longer be enslaved to sin. For one who has died has been set free from sin. Now, if we have died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. Live with Christ. That's our living hope. Live with Christ. Well, again, this is the verses as to us. All flesh is like grass, and all its glory like a flower of grass. The grass withers and flowers falls. As for man, his days are like grass, and he flourishes like a flower of the field. And flowers falls, and man dies. 1981, I came to the United States um, as a graduate student in the University of Illinois. Um, at that particular time, there is a very um, popular or very exciting uh, news of stories. It's kind of encouraging, especially for, um, for young people like me at the time. Um, there, is a, um, there is a new um, a tech company, and this tech company is, uh, is booming, it's growing. And um, the momentum and uh, uh, popularity of this uh, particular uh, tech company is overwhelmingly welcome and in the market, in the society, and everywhere. So the, the reputation or the fame of this particular company is almost can shake and compete with, uh, with the uh, most uh, um, important computer giant at the time, which is a computer company called IBM. You say, whoa, what kind of company is that? Well, the most interesting of this company about the uh, company is, or surprising things about this um, particular company is, the founder of this company is a young guy, is a Chinese guy, and his name actually is Ang Wang. So this guy came to the United States, well, just like me, 25 years. And he, he uh, went to the um, Columbia. He got his PhD in physics in Columbia University. And after that one, he was uh, so ambitious and he has a very visionary mind. And of course, he himself is, is very much an entrepreneur. So he was able to convince the bank to lend him money and then he was able to found this particular companies uh, basically from the scratch. And this is, is really uh, exciting stories uh, of, of uh, a, um, a news here. And uh, matter of fact is, for those uh, times, 
um, this company one time was growing into like 30 billion dollars, huge company, employed over 10,000 people, engineers. One of the, my friend was, was his um, engineers in the company in the Boston area. He told me a lot of story about him. But somehow, this promising, wonderful company and growing so rapidly, and then within 20 years, guess what? This company shrinked. This company facing the difficult financial problems, and this company having issues, and finally, within 20 years, this company particularly particularly in terms of the stocks and everything, they are virtually out of market and virtually being corrupt. I'm not corrupt, and basically like a bankrupt or, or the uh, being buy out. So the name of the company called Wen Lab practically disappeared, not existing anymore. As I just mentioned here, the sun rises with a scorching heat, and where the grass, the flowers falls, and beauty perishes. And of course, the rich man fades away in the midst of his pursuit. And Dr. Wen, passing away at the age of 70 with a cancer. Isn't that a sad story? When we are looking at this temporal life, this the current life, and this is a very short life, we really have to face it reality, a kind of a helpless, kind of discouraged, kind of pessimistic. Well, but if you turn over your eyes to another guy, well, this guy grew into the uh, grow uh, way back 2,000 years ago. And he, he grew up in, um, he was born in the Tarsu uh, of uh, Cilicia. And he grew up in a decent Jewish uh, family. And he was educated extremely well. And he was even discipled under the very famous Jewish scholar called Gamaliel. And, and matter, of fact, matter of fact is, because of all this background education and training and of the law of the Jews, he became very, um, very uh, zealous for the Jewish religion and belief and traditions. So he actually persecuted Christians. And, and matter of fact is, because at the time, he was a disciple of, of this uh, uh, famous Jewish scholar like Gamaliel. And you know, at those days, like in China, if you are the disciple of the Confucius, well, you will be the promising you know, guy in the society, in the country. Maybe someday you're gonna be the governor of the, uh, some, somewhere. So the same thing happened to this young man. He could pursue, like become the counselor or the administrator or some political leaders in his society well, he was turned. He was turned by the Jesus. And he became the follower of the Jesus. And from then on, he preached gospels. He suffered because of gospel. 
He ran for God's post. He did all he can do for the God's post. Who is this guy? Of course, Apostle, Apostle Paul. However, in the end, he died. He died for this gospel and became a missionary martyr. Well, it seems similar to Anne Wong, isn't it? He died. But wait a second. Take a look at this Bible in your hands. In the New Testament, we have 27 books. Out of 27 books, there are 13 books was written by Paul through the Holy Spirit. It's almost half of the New Testament. It's from this guy, through the Holy Spirit. God's word, through him, preached, spread, read, and passing on in the past 2,000 years. More and more to go. So now you can see here, Bible is the most popular books in the whole world. And his work lightened up his short life with eternal significance. In the book of uh, Hebrew, there is, the, um, there is a phrase, say, though uh, through his face, though he died, he still speaks. That is basically the word of the Lord remains forever. That's the, that's the Paul. Again, as I say here, um, the grass withered, the flowers falls, for the word of the Lord remains forever. The last, I, I like to share something here. This is very interesting. This is called the Blaise Pascal, because I I'm the professor of computer science, you know, um, so I'm very interesting on those uh, computer scientists, and this is the mathematician in the 17th century, um, the the French mathematician. Well, he is not only a scientist, he actually is also a theologian. So he is a believer. He definitely is trying to also. Um, spread the gospel and, and share his faith with his friends and so on. So in his uh, um, life, he spent quite some time to write something. But there is one thing very famous, and this is the things uh, called Pensees. And it contains the Pascal's wager. It's a very famous one. Well, it be simply put, Basically say, human beings bet with their life that God either exists or does not. So basically, it's like a game, right? So, uh, so it basically challenges the human being, say, you want to bet if God exists or God does not. And, and from the probability point of view, uh, these two kind of statements, to begin with, they are equal. Pretty much 50-50. They're equal. Well, but if you look at this expected outcome, then the outcome are totally different. If you do not believe God, 
And in the end, there is a God. And your work turns into nothing. Zero. Nothing at all. If you believe in God, and in the end, there is a God, your work has a significance add into eternity. And you have eternal life as well. And this is basically the meaning of this uh, um, Pascal's um, the, um, <laughs> statement and, and giving us this some idea. And I thought about something. I thought about, you know, okay, if you look at this A times 1 plus A times 2 to the 2, uh, so it looks like an equation, a power series, right? So as I say here, up to A multiply n to the power n. Wow, n to the power n is a very huge number, okay? If you, if you, uh, you know, using a calculator, it's a huge number. Say this is the first year when you're born is A times 1. The second year you have multiply the A times 2 times 2 and the A times 3 times 3 and so on. How about give you a year 120? So in the end, you add it up up to what? A times 120 to the 120. Oh, huge number indeed, right? Huge number. Very significant number. Well, <laughs> If you use this number and compare with infinity, that little thing symbol, for those people who are seeing here, most of the, we, we, we did uh, some uh, science and, and the math, we know the symbol is representing the infinity. So if you compare this finite number, no matter how big it is, with the infinity, guess what? In the end, infinity. So where is the number? Well, in my um, technical mathematical engineering uh, math, uh, basically is negligible. We have a lot of terms, and we call this term is just using a symbol this, cross it out, and say negligible term. Negligible. Your life, your work, everything you do, when you compare with infinity, is negligible. It's nothing. Pretty sad, huh? Well, <laughs> the hope is here. If you change your life equation just a little bit, by adding one little symbol there, and that outcome will be totally different. So you put the cross into your life equation. And all you have done all your work, all your life, everything will add to the infinity and following infinity, eternal through the reborn, and then that was forever. Dear brothers and sisters, especially for those who are young folks, because this is the end of August, or I mean in August, I know some of you are um, but some of you are already in the college, or some of you already graduated from the college, and you're having a new uh, job in the working field. But some of you are going to the college this month or next month. I understand. You must be very exciting. The very, you know, um, 
very exciting about your future, you know, about what to come, what to have. Indeed, it is worth uh, your passions. However, I like to use one analogy here to share with you. Say you just like a very advanced airplane. I don't know what's the number of the Boeing, but anyway, Boeing 797 or whatever. So you like a, an airplane, a high-tech airplane, advanced, beautiful, powerful, a lot of capability. But guess what? If, if this airplane doesn't have a sky with you, so what's the airplane can do? It's a picture. It's a machine. It's, it's a something. But it doesn't fly or no place to fly. So basically, you need a sky. You need a heavenly sky to be able to, together with you, advanced airplane so you can fly. You can fly to the sky, through the sky with the sky and that is life that is the message here through god's grace and mercy all of those who the born again the christian we follow jesus and we also follow the word of the lord because the word of the lord remains forever so take off with god's word and then your journey of life will be full of blessings and promises. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your word. Indeed, your word remains forever. Oh Lord, we are here to pray for all brothers and sisters. May your word once again remind us what kind of seed are we how do we use our seed in our life today? May your words strengthen us so we can walk in your way to be your testimony as an imperishable seed. Dear Jesus, we are praying, particularly praying for those who are still seekers right now. May your Holy Spirit touch them so they can be and they can see the significance of eternity and open their heart, open their eyes so they can receive the salvation and become reborn again. Just like the 2,000 years of seed will be able to grow into a new life, abundant life, a blessed life. Oh Lord, we pray all this, may all the glory be unto you we pray all this again in the wonderful name of Jesus, our Lord. Amen.